Welcome to Damn Good Movie Memories with your host, Ryan Davis. This podcast is the cure for your long commute and super boring work day. Damn Good Movie Memories is honored to have one of our biggest supporters return to the show and have an entire episode dedicated to his love of movies. We have none other than the legendary Ralph Vieira, a.k.a. Dr. Fuck. He's back. This is the hardest working man in show business. I'm going to safely say that Ralph has taken the mantle from the late great James Brown. Because as you know, if you listen to every Damn Good Movie Memories episode, we always plug the tremendous rock and metal combat podcast with Ralph and the always hilarious Ian Wadley. Then he has his solo podcast that I just guessed it on. We talked about Leonard Skinner, the Vieira vault. Ralph has multiple bands with Rashard die being one of them. And they're currently recording and writing as we're talking his own radio show on Thursday nights at 8 PM Eastern only on that metalstation.com. He's got super popular YouTube channels for kiss almost human 56 and black Sabbath. I'm so happy you found time to join us today. Welcome again to the show, Ralph. Thank you so much, Brian. You also forgot to say that I am also a male prostitute. <laughs> well, that's right. That's how I got you on here. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> there you go. But as always, I, like, I'm very thankful you could be on. I love talking to you. And uh, we've got to talk to a lot uh, to each other lately. So this has been a lot of fun. Yeah, no, yeah. You were great on the Leonard Skinner, which will... Uh, I mean, I don't know when this was coming up, but uh, part two will be up tomorrow. Cool. Uh, it was a really, and part two, Brian shines because I didn't know most of those albums. This is the late era. Uh, yeah, yeah. 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 Brian, Brian did his homework and uh, he, <laughs> he delivered really good. And uh, I'm sure you'll enjoy it, my brother. It'll be up tomorrow. And I uh, thank you so much. And, you know, and he was really outstanding when we just did a recent uh, Armored Saints Salvation episode on the rock and metal combat podcast once again you delivered and oh, it was, thank you it was awesome oh it's and, it's uh, a blast to talk to you guys and uh we always have a good time we have a great connection and and that's going to carry over to this as well i love this podcast you have an amazing podcast and i plug it as much as i can you do and and i thank you for it and and the feeling is absolutely mutual and uh so you're everyone knows you have a, a intense love of, of music but really if people if know you and listen to you and they've heard you say your first passion was actually movies so so Be talk about how that was yeah before before music it all started with uh you know i've seen a couple movies here and there as a kid you know uh, but uh it was jaws mm -hmm. uh the first time i saw jaws it was you know, not only life-changing, I mean, I was a little, wait, what year was that, 75? 75. I was uh, 10 years old in 75. I was born in 65. And, uh, yeah, I, was, I wasn't I was the brightest kid because at 10 years old, watching Jaws, it finally dawned on me that uh, when Alex Kittler got, got killed by the shark, I go, wow, we're going to die one day. You know? Yeah. <laughs> and, 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 and then, you know, that was when I was, See, I was born in upstate New York, Terrytown, but I moved down here at eight years old. And my parents sent me to Terrytown on a summer vacation in 75. Mm -hmm. And my aunt and cousins took me to see Jaws. It was the biggest thing going on at the time. And uh, it changed my life. So then when I got back from New York, uh, I would always like mow lawns and uh, go to movies. And I, you know, and this is the 70s, dude. And I saw all the clients. And I'm talking about R-rated movies because I, I also got to bring this up. Uh, one of the 
the, the main theater I always went to, the one that was walking distance from my house, was called Palm Springs Twin Theater. Mm-hmm. So what I would do is I would go see a movie, and if a, there was an R movie showing in the other theater, uh, I would go to the bathroom and then come out, because they always had R movies on the left side, and the left side is where the bathrooms were. Mm-hmm. So I would see a movie, and then I would go in the bathroom and sneak in to see an R-rated movie. The good old days. Yeah, me and it was usually me and my friend, and you know I mm-hmm. saw The Omen. Oh yeah. Um, a slap shot, you know, a lot mm-hmm. of R-rated movies, and oh my God, tits, breasts, <laughs> you, know? And, you know. We were all, ooh, you know, it was like it was just an amazing, an amazing time to be a kid. Was the seventies? You know, we had Fonzie, we had Kiss, we had, you know, it was just. So much million dollar man, you know, we had oh, just yeah. so much shit that was so good. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I mean, the 80s to me, like early 80s, I really loved too, because it was, you think about it, like all those early 80 movies, they were really like made or planned in the 70s. Oh, sure. So the 70s really did carry over to like the, you can, you know, the Blues Brothers could have been a 70s movie, you Absolutely. know? A lot of those early, you know, 80s movies, they had that 70s vibe. Yeah, airplanes, you know, used cars. The, yeah, ex- totally. Oh, used cars, what I just saw. I did not know Steven Spielberg was uh, executive producer. And uh, I saw on my phone, which I don't know how to share, uh, it's your latest episode. Which is about used cars. Yeah, Bob Zemeckis and Bob Gale were connected to Spielberg. They had worked on uh, the movie 1941, so there's always connection there. Right. So, uh, yeah, so uh, that I look forward. I'll listen to that one. And once we're done here, I'm going to listen to your used car episode, which I have on DVD. I understand it just came out on Blu-ray. Yep, on Shout Factory. It's a great dark comedy. If anybody hasn't seen it, I highly recommend uh, used cars. It's oh, it's, it's tremendous. Yeah. So let's get right into this. What, what is the first movie you remember really seeing in a theater? You know what, Brian? I can't answer that. I can tell you it was a Disney movie, but okay. I can't I can't tell you which one it was. Uh, I remember my cousin taking me on a Sunday afternoon to the theater, and it was an animated Disney movie. It might have been Fantasia. Okay. Might have been, but yeah, I was like maybe four years old. I do remember seeing a Disney movie, and also, well, okay, I can tell you the first one I remember remember sure. was uh, Doctor Doolittle. Oh, yes, of course. And funny enough, it was my first vinyl ever. Oh, really? Uh, Yeah, my parents bought me it, and I would listen to that vinyl like crazy as a little kid. And, you know, through the years, I lost it. And it was about maybe four or five years ago, I found it in a used place. And I was like, oh, my God, the first album I ever bought. So I bought it, brought it home, put it on. It was terrible. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It was so bad. Oh, yeah. I was like, this, and I didn't even remember. All all I remember was that one uh, he talks to the animals. I remember that song, but the rest sure. of it, and even that song's garbage, but I was like, <laughs> oh my God. And if you just stop to think of it, there's no doubt of it, I shall win a place in history. But I can walk with the animals, talk with the animals, grunt and squeak and squawk with the animals. <laughs> Me. What the hell, man? I was a warped kid. 
Well, when we were kids, we loved everything. I remember I had all the Sesame Street, Sesame Street records. Like uh, they do spoofs. Like it was, uh, oh, it was like Sesame Street Fever, and they would have you know uh, right, <laughs> Elmo yeah. doing the the whole dance thing. And yeah, yeah, it's so bad. Eternal man, because uh, Sesame Street was a part of my childhood too. Absolutely. I was I was hoping you would say Gus if you weren't going to say get Disney movie, but. Uh, no, that was that was already uh, that was later. Old. It was like seventy-eight, maybe. Yeah, it was like seventy-seven, seventy-eight. Yeah. yeah. So, what are your what are your top horror movies? Definitely The Exorcist. I'd have to put on the top, but sometimes I don't feel it's that much of a horror movie, but it is. But it's a little deeper than a horror movie. Um, I love Evil Dead. Um, mm-hmm. uh, that let me think. Uh, uh, Burnt Offerings. Oh yeah. That was a really good one. That scared the shit out of me as a kid. Phantasm. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to think of uh, some other ones. Uh, there's so many good ones. I'm trying to think of what, Basket Case, which mm-hmm. in my collection. Um, that one's really good. Oh, and I'll tell you a funny thing. Uh, I, I, uh, everybody laughs at me because of this, but I said <laughs> the only movie that really scared the fuck out of me, it's not an old movie at all. It's kind of recent. Was uh, Paranormal Activity. Is that the name of it? Yeah, yeah. Many sequels, too. Yeah, and the sequels were terrible. Well, I bought it on Blu-ray, and I've been afraid (laughs) to watch it this whole time. Uh So I finally sat down and watched it, like, maybe a week or two ago. Uh, It didn't scare me at all. (laughs) (laughs) So what was the initial, uh, you know, frightening part for you, at least mentally? Well, it was the whole, you know, being uh, uh, the haunted thing. See... Um, supposedly my, my house is haunted. I haven't seen it, but my guitar player one time spent the night on my futon in the living room. He said he saw me walk in the kitchen, but it wasn't me. Mm. Um, my brother at one point lived here. He saw it and I had a guy work on my bathroom and he quit. He quit the job because he saw it. Wow. And I never saw it. You know, I've had, uh, Two things that happened to me here uh, that kind of like confirmed it for me was um, one, the smell of hairspray. I smelled hairspray once in my house. I was like, what the hell? (laughs) And the second one was I was asleep and uh, somebody smacked my hand. And the sound, that sound of my hand being smacked woke Mm -hmm. me up and I felt the little sting on the top of my hand. Wow. And I'm not one to believe in ghosts, but I'm telling you, this shit happened to me. And, uh, oh, yeah, there was a third incident. There was a, uh, I was laying in bed watching TV and something fell in front of the TV. I said, what the hell? And I went to look and it was a roll on, uh, you know, deodorant. Right. And I, what the hell is that doing in my fucking bedroom? It's always in the bathroom. So, oh, yeah, there's three things that happened while I was here. So I guess that contributed, you know, all that shit happened before I saw the movie. Mm-hmm. And I saw that movie at work. Because at work we have those, you know, those illegal sites where you can watch brand new movies in the theater. Sure. And I remember coming home that night feeling eyes were on me all night. Mm. So that's why I was very, very scared. But I did see it uh, used on Blu-ray. I said, you know what, I'm going to buy this. But I've had it in my collection for about three, four years. And I've been afraid to watch it. And I said, you know what, fuck it. It's daytime, I'm going to watch it. And it didn't <laughs> It didn't, I mean, I found some parts still creepy, right. but it, it did not scare me, you know? I think like, you got you to leave a camera running at all times, because it's got to be documented. Yeah, you know, you know, uh, one, uh, I'll tell you, you know, for people that know me from the Almost Human, 
uh, channel, I do album reviews. And on some of those reviews, if I didn't like the song, I put footage of me snoring. It's legitimate footage because I have a battery that runs about eight hours and I had it on nightlight and I had it aimed at me for eight hours. And what I do is I put in my Vegas program In my Vegas program, I can tell where I snore because of the waves, the audio mm-hmm. waves. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it was easy to edit down. And, uh, and also I, I had such a problem with snoring that it really, w- I mean, it, it didn't really break up my last relationship, but it, it put a big damper on it mm. that uh, I went to a doctor and he cured me. So, uh, so what was it? No, no. It was uh, a piece of tape on my nose that cured me. It so it was like it, the breathe right strips. Yeah, that's what it was. It wasn't yeah. a piece of tape. It was something you buy in a pharmacy. Yeah, yeah. And also I changed my diet. My diet had a lot to do with it, too. Okay. You know, there, uh, at 14 years old. I remember getting like, you know, you know, the feeling of when your hand falls asleep, the tingling, I had it all over my body and it hurt. My feet hurt stepping. I was trying to get out of my, my room and the doorknob, my hand was too weak to turn it. Mm. And I turned around and I saw myself sleeping in bed. Holy crap. <laughs> I don't you know, know what's going and, on that place. And, and, and let me tell you, Brian, I am not one of these superstitious believes in all this ghost shit. I'm not one. I'm just telling you, this shit happened to me, you know? And not too long ago while I was laying in bed, uh, it wasn't the tingling feeling, but I couldn't move. I couldn't. Uh, I, I was like stiff. Yeah. So, but uh, yeah. And, and you know, I mean, there there has been a couple times when I've had a, uh, lovely young ladies sleep at my house mm-hmm. that now and then they say, Hey, you know, you snored last night. I was like, Oh shit. Yeah. Yeah. Not for long. I was like, oh, okay, good. You know, cause my snoring was really bad at one time. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, anyway, so yeah. Uh, great questions there. Brian. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think the next horror movie is going to be filmed at your house, man. I don't know. Paranormal yeah, yeah. Fu- five. Yeah. <laughs> Paranormal <laughs> fuck. <laughs> okay. I don't, until recently, I don't believe this question ever applied to you, but I believe it just happened. Have you ever walked out of a movie? Once. Yeah. And, and it was the last time I was at a theater. That's right. I, and I've been going to movies for 50 years. You know, technically, like I was saying, four or five years old. Sure. And uh, I'm 54. So um, I walked out of Rocket Man, mm-hmm. uh, the Elton John movie. And, you know, it was funny, Brian, because when I got home, I went on YouTube and I went to go look at the reviews and every single review loved it. Yeah. You know, yeah. Every, I th- you know, so don't take my word for it, but I was, I was literally getting upset sitting in the theater going, man, this movie is pissing me off <laughs> because it was a musical and I, yep. you know, I'm not the biggest musical fan. I mean, I love Greece, you know, I sure. love that. But, um, uh, it was a musical, which I didn't like. And also, uh, they were turning these iconic Elton John songs that I love into songs that I thought were terrible. Mm-hmm. Now, not a lot of people think that. So No, and, I'm right there with you. I went to go see it with my coworker. Oh, she you loved, did? Yeah, she loved it because she loves like kind of Broadway and musicals and everything. And I was like, well, one, I didn't know it was a musical. Like They'd just be doing dialogue, and all of a sudden they'd break into song. I was like, what the hell's going on here? Mm-hmm. Uh, timeline-wise, if, if people are complaining about Queen, there is no timeline in Rocketman. It is all over the place. 
And uh, yeah, and, and the guy's voice, Elton John does not sing in this movie. It's the actor who plays Elton John. And while right. his voice is probably technically fine for like show tunes and things like that, it doesn't have the soul or the rasp that Elton John has. So it just, to me, it, it didn't do anything. So the best part of the movie, which you didn't see, <laughs> was at the very end because they compared the real life Elton John to the costumes in the movie. But after that, yeah, I was not impressed with the movie. Yeah, I, I walked out during uh, when Elton jumped in the pool and the little kids playing Rocket Man on the bottom. Yes, yeah. I was like, okay, that's enough. I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> and I was already out. Actually, like most of the movie before that, like, like I don't know, like maybe 20 minutes in, I was on my phone, like writing on Facebook. I am being tortured in this stupid movie. I hope it gets better. And then uh, I, I'm contemplating on leaving. And uh, then, uh, yeah, the next post I had was me walking out with my middle finger at the poster. <laughs> <laughs> like, fuck this movie. Well, at least it was a matinee, I hope, so it was a little cheaper. Uh, yeah, I, I, and that's one thing I do, Brian. I do that a lot. I, uh, I have a theater literally one block, and it's one of those multiplex theaters. It's really great. It's uh-huh. a kick theater. And I always go at the first showing, which is usually around 11, 30, 12, and I usually sit there with two, three people. Yeah, it's and perfect. I, I love... I love being in a theater where there's nobody there, you know, and I get to put my feet up. It's just beautiful, you know. So, yeah, I, I usually do it that way, you know, uh-huh. unless I'm on a date. Sure. And then, you know, we're cramped. I feel cramped when I have people on both sides of me, you know. I know. Well, speaking um, of date, you totally led into my next question. What is the worst movie you saw on a date? Ooh. Hmm. Let me think, because uh, I'm thinking of movies that I actually like that I went on a date. Um. The other part of this question could be also, what is the worst date you had at a movie where you might have liked the movie, but the date itself sucked? Yeah, uh, well, that one I can answer for. No, I, I'll answer the first one first. Cause, okay. And you, know, you know what? Maybe it is a good movie, but I know, I don't know, I was in, in the right frame of mind, but I do remember, and it shows you how long I've been dating, <laughs> uh, John Travolta's Blowout. Oh, yeah, Brian De Palma. Yeah, I did not enjoy that movie. I remember not liking that. And a movie where the date didn't like it. Yeah. And, she, and believe me, she was evil because, and I love the movie. It's uh and it's a very mixed reviewed movie. Some people love it. Some people hate it. It is a tenacious D's pick of destiny. Oh yeah. Yeah. And she only laughed once in the whole movie is when the kid gets spanked in the beginning. That's how evil she is. <laughs> she thought that was funny. You know, did she even like their music or, or she agreed to go obviously. Yeah, no, well, she, you know, I mean, this is a girl I, I really regret. I, I dated her for a while and I actually fell for her. Mm-hmm. But uh, she was a very, very evil girl mm-hmm. in retrospect. I don't wish anything bad on her. But, you know, um, the reason we broke up, I mean, it's funny because, uh, you know, she was just a pain in my ass. So I had to break up with her. And right when I broke up with her, she started fucking the guy that was working on her parents' house. <laughs> and the guy impregnated her so she oh, got wow. a baby and the last i heard about her she's living in japan now and left the baby here oh man well, that, that shows, is evil yeah yeah it shows you what what type of venom i was dating back then 2000 oh, what year was uh tenacious d 2007 yeah around like, yeah, yeah around that right before but she is very responsible for forming thrasher diet because she made this guy my enemy and then that guy wanted to get back at her and then we formed the band from that well so always something good comes out of yeah yeah so it was you know out of that torturous relationship 
something very uh, one of the greatest things that I've ever done in my life came out of it. So I thank her. Absolutely. Well, we keep segging into next questions. This is perfect. Speaking of evil, who is your favorite movie villain, non-superhero? All right. Let me think. Uh, because uh, there's so many scumbags that just couldn't stand in theater and movies. I hated uh, Hans from Die Hard. I don't know. Oh he, yeah. I don't know if he would be the worst one, but man, I hated him because he was so, you know, especially that part where he acted like you know it wasn't him. Like, oh, don't hurt me. Right. You know? <laughs> uh, I, I just I was like, no, don't fall for it. You know. Um, he I hated and. Uh, God, you know what, man? It's driving me crazy because I know there was another one that was even worse. And I couldn't. Yeah, you know what, Brian? You should have sent me. Brian told me uh, if he should send me the questions first. And I said, yeah. no, I work on. But you know what? Maybe you should have sent me the questions first. <laughs> well, when you come I back. Know I'm, yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I, yeah. When I come back on your show, I'll go, no, this is the worst villain. Because I remember saying to Ian, I go, man, this guy was such an act, a great actor. I hated him so much, and that's the sign of a great actor. Absolutely. But, you know, what pops into mind now is Hans. Okay, Alan Rickman. Then what is your favorite superhero villain? Superhero villain. Oh. You see, I'm not a big superhero guy. Okay. Uh, but a superhero, like he's a superhero, but he's a villain? Yeah, something like uh, in Superman 2, like Zod, you know. Oh, Zod was awesome. Yeah. I think I'd have to go with him. There you go. <laughs> before Zod. Yeah, yeah, him. Okay. He was fucking great. Yeah, oh. there you go. Then you, you answered that shit for me. <laughs> That's that is, for. That, yeah, that is my favorite. Yeah, the, the one that was against the superhero. Yeah, definitely Zod. Okay. Uh, Gene Hackman, a close second, though. Absolutely. Definitely. And then even uh, Jack Nicholson as the Joker. And, he uh, was amazing. Yeah. yeah. And I really, look. I didn't. I can't get into the movie at all because it's just that something about superhero movies. I wasn't raised on comic books, mm-hmm. and I didn't get that Batman movie. I was so like, oh my god, I don't know what the hell's going on. But Heath Ledger was so awesome oh, yeah. as the Joker. But as far as the movie itself, it was too complicated for me. But that guy played an awesome Joker. Oh, definitely. Definitely. He's probably started to go a little maniacal himself in real life is, is, is what I was reading. Oh, it probably contributed to his death, huh? It might have. Well, Jack Nicholson always said that he, he lost it a little bit after playing the Joker. Like, it really affects their, their mental stability in a way. Oh, talk, speaking of Jack Nicholson, I, I I watched The Shining. By the way, is uh that sequel to Shining out yet? I don't know. That's a good question. I don't believe so. Yeah. Cause yeah. I, is it... I... I, I I, I want to see that. Yeah. Um, but uh, J- Jack Nicholson in The Shining. Holy fuck. You want to oh. talk about. And did you just see Jim Carrey do it? No. I oh, you got to see it. Dude, Jim Carrey does it so spot on that somebody else put him side to side. Mm-hmm. Like the part where she walks in and talks to him while he's on the typewriter going, don't walk in while I'm typing. <laughs> I mean, every like even the smallest move of the hand. Jim Carrey did it perfectly while they were wow. side by side. And like when they were talking, it was synchronized perfectly. Uh, and, and Jim Carrey looks like Jack Nicholson. He has the hairline and shit. Uh-huh. Uh, you got to check it out. It's, it's on YouTube. That's where I okay. saw it. Well, you know, Jim Carrey, when he was a comedian, is a stand-up. He was an impressionist. And uh, I, I could totally see him pulling this off. Yeah, he did it perfectly. And he cool. looked like him. 
He did the same facial. They even put like, you know, teeth in his mouth that made it look more <laughs> Jack Nicholson. It was awesome. Oh, man. So we're going to go back. I don't know how big of a fan you are, but uh, what are your favorite Hitchcock movies? Uh, oh, that's easy. Uh, okay. The Birds. The Birds. Okay. Yeah. And, and I'll tell you, I haven't seen them all. And I really did enjoy Psycho. And oh, uh, North by Northwest. Yeah, with Cary Grant. Yep. That was that, that's the one where he's running and the planes coming at him, right? Absolutely. Yes. Yeah, that was a really good one. So I like them all, but the birds was awesome. Did that's you know the original ending to that? No. So it was storyboarded where, of course, it takes place in the San Francisco Bay Area. They're in Bodega Bay, which is north of San Francisco. So what they originally wanted, instead of the original ending, which is they kind of go outside, the birds are all kind of uh, normal and calm, and they just simply drive away. Well, what they really wanted to do was they start to drive away and then all of a sudden you see this great grand landscape and you see the golden gate bridge and as you get closer to the golden gate bridge the entire bridge is covered in birds and the movie ends so oh. it's like they, they could never get away from them that would have been amazing but I don't yeah think you see that's i yeah that's that's too bad because i love when movies end like you know like very dark like uh, i don't think any movie is better in my opinion of as far as what i've seen than uh, the ending of Invasion of the Body Snatchers. Oh, yeah. With Donald Sutherland. The way that movie ends is so grim. And so like, oh, my God, you know. It's Matthew? Matthew? What a movie that one is. And, and that's one gives. And that's one that I saw in the theater, man. Uh, nice. I snuck in to see that one as a little kid. And uh, that, and that had a big effect on me, the way that movie ends. I have a shirt. I have a shirt with Donald Sutherland pointing it with his mouth wide open. Oh, man. that look. <laughs> so yeah, it's perfect movie. What's your favorite movie soundtrack? Uh, very simple. <laughs> uh, and one of my favorite movies, Phantom of the Paradise. Nice. Nice. Uh, what an amazing soundtrack. Paul Williams is a genius. Um, I, I think you know this. I appeared in a motion picture. I was in a smoking the bandit part three. That's right. <laughs> and Paul, I'm in a scene with Paul Williams. Yeah. And during a break, I, I talked to him and I told him, you know, and he was very impressed. You know, I was telling him, Paul, I saw that, you know, cause, um, the story behind Phantom of the paradise, why it's so special to me was, again, this was 74, mm -hmm. uh, and I was nine years old, and it was me and my buddy from, that lived on my block. We, Let's go to the movies. So we went to this other theater called Village Theater, and they were showing Phantom of the Paradise. I said, all right, let's see whatever the fuck this is. I loved it so much. I went and bought the soundtrack, like, right afterwards, and my buddy loved it so much, so we went the next weekend to see it again, and it was already out of the theaters. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> it, it was a big yeah. flop yeah but it's huge in winnipeg and france and as i understand there is a theater in france to this day still shows phantom of the paradise since 1984 i mean 1974. Wow. so it's like yeah. the rocky horror picture show of that of that exactly yeah. and that and that movie was a year prior 
to Rocky Horror Picture Show. Yeah. Now I've heard people online, you know, it's a ripoff. I was like, dude, that shit came out before. That's you right. Know? And so, oh my god, I highly recommend that movie. If you had to pick a song off the soundtrack, what would you pick? Uh, Old Souls, but you know, it used to not be that. Uh, so, someone like you, which is uh, the more heavy metal song, mm-hmm. but Old Souls is a is a little piano ballad with um, oh my god, uh, what's her name? She was in Suspiria. Um, oh god, the actress of uh, oh man, it's in the tip of my tongue. Whatever, she sings it. And uh, Jessica Harper. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, and she's got a beautiful voice. And I love, love, love that song. And it's so mellow and beautiful. But, you know, basically, you know, the, the Phantom theme. I love the whole hell of it. I love that whole album. I wore the fuck out of that album. I still <laughs> have it, but I have three other copies. <laughs> Just and to make I, sure. <laughs> yeah. And I, and, I, and I bought and I paid $40. Because they had a limited edition, only a thousand made 180 gram version. Oh wow! That's how, and I have it on Laserdisc, I have it on Blu-ray, I have it on DVD, and I have it on VHS. I have it in every format. You know, I I absolutely love that movie.
speaking of Laserdisc, how many do you still own? Not much, not much. And and to tell you the truth, I was never a Laserdisc guy. Mm. Uh, what it was was my guitar player. Okay. Uh, was very he, he my guitar player is into Betamax. Oh, I, wow. I shit you not. <laughs> he like play. So he ended up giving me a Laserdisc player. Mm. And there's a little you know like a flea market type place down here where I ended up buying about like. I don't know, like 30 Laserdiscs because they were only three bucks each. Mm-hmm. And then there's several that I bought online, like Phantom of the Paradise and Slapshot, which is another very important movie uh, as my, in my childhood, and mm-hmm. Animal House. And there's a few I, I bought, but um, Runaway. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah but that, that was there for three bucks. I was like, oh, shit, look, Runaway. I got to get this. And, well, it uh, was kind of the Blu-ray of its day, you know, the early, early kind of high definition. Yes, and uh, a funny story about Laserdisc, which I discovered on the the Jaws um, the Jaws 25th anniversary or 30th anniversary. In the documentary, they said the Laserdisc brought a documentary where you can only see it on Laserdisc, mm. and Laserdisc players uh, went up uh, in sales because of that documentary. Wow! So many people wanted to see it so bad. That Laserdisc, uh, you know, this was way back in the day, you know. Right. Before DVD players. And, uh, and yeah, but, you know, I love Laser. I just watched Slapshot, like, yesterday or two days ago on mm-hmm. Laserdisc. Sometimes I throw in a Laserdisc, you know. The That's only thing cool. I don't like is I, I got to get up and flip it over. When well, it's I don't like have a record. One. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but there's some, like, my the thing is my guitar player gave me that Laserdisc player because he found one that that flips it over for you. you oh, know? nice. So yeah, the laser goes on both sides. So, mm-hmm. but um, yeah, yeah, I I dig I dig laser discs, man. They look good to me. Yeah, and they're, kind they, of, they're big. Yeah, but they do suffer uh rot. Mm. Uh, I've been I've been lucky so far, but I've read some stuff online that uh you know when lasers get old, they get they get rot and yeah. you can't play them anymore. Yeah, that that's not good. I had a problem yeah. with a DVD actually. Uh, Strangeland. Oh really? Uh, yeah, that ha- that got uh, rot, you know. I've never had that happen to an, an actual CD though yet. I've had CDs that are at least thirty years old, so that's good. Oh really? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So do I. I have like over three thousand of them. Yeah. Oh, but you know, uh, and, and just to get off subject for a second, there was sure, sure. I had a CD of Tokyo tapes from uh, from uh, the Scorpions. Uh huh. And one day I took it out and it fell out of my hand. And it was made out of glass. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, it, it burst into little. I was like, "What the hell?" I had a CD made out of glass. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> well, I remember back in the day, like the first original, they were very, they were thicker, and and now they're a little yeah. bit thinner than, than what they what they turned into. That's pretty typical of uh, yeah. the way they produce things. What is your favorite gangster slash organized crime film? Oh man, uh, Godfather. Okay. If you had to give a top five, then. All right. Godfather, Godfather 2, um, <laughs> Scarface, the good – no, wait, wait. Goodfellas – dude, Goodfellas, man, I, I it's tied yeah. with uh, with uh, Godfather for me because that's such a great movie. Uh, I love The Untouchables. Yeah. I thought that was a good one. Um, and uh, A Bronx Tale was awesome. Yeah, that's underrated. What's your favorite guilty pleasure movie? Guilty pleasure. Now, I'm not one to have, uh, you know, I don't suffer the guilty pleasure, con- uh, but I will tell you something that would be like uh, 
a guilty pleasure. I would say maybe Grease. Okay. A uh, Grease would be like something uh that would you know it's more like a girl movie. Mm-hmm. But I loved it, and uh, I guess that would be my guilty pleasure one. And did you ever see the sequel? Yes, and I did not enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Though there is a girl online, uh, my friend Terry, who uh, she's so awesome. She thinks it's better than part one. And she you loves know, I, part one. I have talked to a lot of people who, I guess, grew up in the early 80s and had cable, like HBO. And they love part two uh, just as much, if not more, too. So maybe it's a cult following. Yeah, yeah, it is a cult thing. You know, Michelle Pfeiffer. I did see that in the theater. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I don't know. I just, I don't know. That was uh, 83, maybe? Yeah. 84. Yeah. And, you know, by that time, I was Mr. Metal, you know. <laughs> so I can't like this. No, so who knows? Maybe I should revisit it. Maybe, maybe I would like it. You know. You never know. Which movies would you change the ending to? Oh man, that's a great question, Brian. Because I'm thinking of something that, man, it would have been so cool if they ended it like this. Mm-hmm. Now I can't think of, man, what you just said about the birds. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that would be cool. Yeah, that would have been fucking cool. Or, um, man, what's a good movie to change an ending to? I'm trying to think of a movie that ended shitty. Oh, oh, I could tell you, man. Um, uh, no, what's the name of it? No Country for Old Men? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I didn't like that ending, man. It just mm. ended so abruptly. I was like, well, what was that about? <laughs> you know, it's so. Dark movie. And, you know, you don't know what happens to that psychotic killer after he got hit, you know, in a car crash. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, that definitely that movie. Uh, hey, I don't think I can pick a better movie than that that I would prefer a different ending. That's a good pick. And yeah. then which which are your favorite endings? Uh um definitely Invasion of the Body Snatchers probably be my favorite. I okay. love the way Carrie ended with the hand coming out of the grave. Yes. Uh that made me scream. Oh, Jaws. My favorite movie of all time. Smile, you son of a bitch. <laughs> um perfect. Smile, you son of a bitch. <laughs> That that would be probably my favorite, then Invasion of the Body Snatchers. But uh, what an amazing, amazing ending! The way it climaxed, the way that shark comes closer and closer, and John Williams' soundtrack oh. to that to that part, you know. Also, yeah. uh, the first Rocky. I love oh, the, yeah. the music of um, Bert. What was his name? Bill Conti. Bill Conti. I love that that music while he's yelling, Adrian. Yes. Uh, so beautiful. Here it's chaos. Rocky, you went the distance. You went the 15 rounds. How do you feel? All right, I'm right. What are you thinking about when that buzzer's on uh, for that line? Adrian! What are you thinking about when the 15th round when you're coming out? Adrian! Rocky.
on. Come on. Let's go, buddy. Come on. Let's go. Agent. Agent. Rocky. Agent. Rocky. Hey, where's your hat? Yeah, those are like my favorite endings right there. Well, that's why the original Rocky is so powerful because it, it really didn't matter if he if he won. It was all about him going the distance, and exactly. it was better. It was better they didn't win, actually. Yeah, yeah, it was. It, it pissed me off as a kid, but now in retrospect, uh, it was more. It, it added realism. Well, that to, and then part two, you had a crazy ending, and yeah. uh, and that was actually a great cliffhanger. The way they did the second one. That's the one where. No, no, the, what uh, it was a cliffhanger. Yeah, they they both fall down. Him and Apollo both fall down yes. at the end, and they both yes. try to climb back up before the ten. Right, count. right. And then the next movie was a bigger cliffhanger where they, you owe me. Oh and, yeah. <laughs> and they go in the ring and they're about to throw a punch and it stops. Yeah. And then you see part four and they don't show that. <laughs> it's like, no. well, I, I was hoping I'd see that fight, you know. Yeah. Well, so I guess according really, to. To one of the Creed movies, I guess Rocky admits that that Apollo beat him. You're correct. That was yeah. the last Creed movie. Yeah, which was, was good too. I like yeah, those yeah. two. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we're good. Since we're pretty much like family, who won the third fight? He did. What do you? Speaking of sequels, what are your favorite sequels? And we did an episode of it about this on Vieira Vault, but we'll, we'll refresh uh, God, everyone's memory. Godfather 2, definitely. I don't remember what I said. Godfather 2 is definitely. But I think we were talking about what sequels were better than the original, right? Was that No, no, no. Just favorite sequels. All right. Favorite sequels. Uh, Godfather 2. I loved Evil Dead 2. Um, damn, what else did I say on that episode? <laughs> uh, definitely not Jaws 2. My no. favorite. <laughs> You know, if they got rid of those annoying teenagers, it would have been better. Um, those two offhand, oh, Austin Powers, I, I love those Austin Powers. Oh yeah, I yeah. Love both sequels of that. Uh, they were they were both great, and uh, Exorcist oh, Two was terrible. You even like Goldmember? Wow. Yeah, yeah. Is that the one that started with Danny DeVito and Tom Cruise and all that? Yeah, and Beyonce. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was the it was my least favorite of the three, but I still enjoyed it. Oh, cool. Mm -hmm. To some of my favorite movies, you know. Paul, oh, uh, Amityville Horror Part 2 was awesome. Uh-huh. That was really good. And, uh, yeah, I think that's about it. Uh, cool. I can think offhand. Oh, Omen 2. Omen 2 was really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And now let's, let's go with your least favorite sequels. We did, that, we did an episode for this, too. The worst sequel I ever seen in my life, hands down, was uh, Henry Portrait of a Serial Killer. Yeah, I remember. One of the yeah. creep, creepiest movies ever made that I highly, if you like horror, I should have mentioned that uh, when you asked, because that's definitely up there as one of my favorite horror movies because of the grit of the film, too, really added to the story. Mm -hmm. It was kind of low budget looking, and uh, but part two was like, holy fuck, is this a tax write off? <laughs> it was so bad. Uh, Ian liked it, but I hated Blair Witch part two. Well, you know, the biggest Blair Witch fan. I I thought it was good, but part two was just horrendous. And, um, man, I'm thinking of a... Oh, Fletch 2 wasn't that great, and I love Fletch. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah, I loved uh, Fletch. I thought part two was a letdown. Hmm. There's Jaws quite... 4. Yeah, oh, Jaws 4. <laughs> Jaws 4 is just, you know, there's there's a movie that's so bad it's great. That one's so bad it's bad. Yeah. You know, you just, you just can't make no excuse. You know, Michael Caine, they drag him out of the water and he's dry. Oh, yeah. Like the next, you know, two seconds later, they, they pan to Lorraine Gary and then they pan back at, at him. And it's like, and Michael Caine even came out and said it, it was, uh, he did it for tax reasons. Right, exactly. <laughs> and what shark follows a human? Like, it knew how to yeah. follow a whole family. You know? Exactly. Uh, and got there before them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're, fa- they're faster than a jet. Yep. Absolutely. And and it roared like a lion. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now I want to watch it again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I have it. I, you know, because I'm such a Jaws fanatic. <laughs> Saw what I did there, fanatic. <laughs> I bought, uh, they released two, three, and four on yeah. Blu-ray, and I bought them all just because I'm such a fanatic, and I'm not even a fan of those movies. I just had to have it just to be a completist. If they release one uh, that's even worse than four, I'm going to buy it. Absolutely. Yeah. You're a completist. Yep. I, I have to because I just love it so much, you know. Have you ever heard the podcast, How Did This Get Made? No. You might like it because they cover certain movies that are just terrible, and that that's the premise of the show. And their last episode was Jaws 3 or Jaws I, 3D. Oh, man, I saw <laughs> that in the theater, too. That was that movie is so bad. And yeah, you know Jaws 4 is bad for, for it to be worse than that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Know? It was so 80s and so dated watching it now. Because when I bought those, those Blu-rays, I had a Jaws marathon uh at my house alone you know <laughs> got some popcorn yeah. laid in bed and watch one two three four all day and three is one i never ever saw after i saw it that one time in the theater and watching it i was like god this is so 80s you know well that and they would have shots that are you know they're doing it only for 3d effects it has nothing to do with the plot at all yeah exactly yeah like and also like you know when the when the shark crashes into the window yeah uh, it, it stays still yeah. like you know <laughs> it's, that's that's impossible you know it'd be it'd be, it'd be lunging right in oh, but yeah. it, it breaks the window and it's still in the water you know while all the glass flying everywhere and the glass flies at you like 3d mm-hmm. it's just so bad it is so what movies do you wish had a sequel? They never had a sequel. They just left it at one. Which which movie were you always hoping had a sequel? I would love to see a prequel of uh, Scarface. Mm, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, Tony Montana hints at it a lot through the movie. Like, fuck the Diaz brothers, Caspa Gomez, I buried those cockroaches. And like in the beginning, how'd you get that scar? Oh, you should see the other guy. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, I would love to see what what crazy shit he did in Cuba, you know, because, uh, what, you know, what Castro did was he sent all the, you know, people in jail and all the drugs of society to America. And that's the premise of, uh, Scarface. And, uh, I would love to see what Tony Montana did in mm-hmm. Cuba before that. Uh, another sequel shit, no country for old men, mm. <laughs> you know, <laughs> explain, 
explain more, you know, what happens? I know the guy limps away, but, you know, I mean, that guy was so with those deadpan eyes. You saw it, right? Oh, right? yeah, he's perfect. I saw it in the theater. Yeah, he is the creepiest, one of the creepiest characters ever oh, in film. Oh, my God, right? And yeah. it's just eyes. He's soulless. Oh, yeah. It's like a human Terminator, you know? It's like he has no remorse, no nothing, and he's uh, just a creepy individual. And what a great actor. Oh. I mean, has he done stuff afterwards? Oh, yeah. He's been in, in lots of stuff, but uh, I, everyone remembers him for that. I mean, how are you supposed to? <laughs> you're always going to remember him as that guy. Did he win an Oscar for that? Or was I he nominated? He, I believe he did. Oh, and another sequel, Brian, uh, Brian that uh, I heard so much bad things about. I never even watched. So maybe you can answer this question for me because it's such a beloved movie for me that a lot of people said stay away from it. So I, I'm afraid to watch it. Slapshot 2. Have you seen it? Oh, no. <laughs> never, never. I, oh, I you, didn't see, you didn't see no. it? No. Yeah, that's I was like, warned. I was warned. That's like the sequel to American Graffiti. I have seen that one, and that's, it's pointless. They give they tell you at the end of American Graffiti what happens to everyone. Like, they give the kind right. of that, that epilogue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Animal House. Yeah, exactly. So, I, you know, there's certain movies I'm glad they just left as is. And then ones like Blues Brothers 2000, that was my number one. Never never should have been made. That, uh, just I'm afraid terrible. to watch. I'm afraid to watch. That I was warned about as well. Absolutely terrible. So the the actor we were talking about before for No Country Old Men is Javier, uh, Javier Bardem. And I'd say his other great role is in uh, one of the James Bond movies called Skyfall. He's one of the villains. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. the, I guess he always plays a villain, which is perfect. Yeah, absolutely. Not very villainous, but this could be one of your favorite holiday movies. What What is your favorite holiday movie? What is my favorite holiday movie? Any sort of holiday. Hmm. Die Hard. <laughs> <laughs> People have picked that, absolutely, <coughs> during Christmas. Yeah, because uh, I remember seeing a meme on saying, it's not Christmas until you see Hans fall off the tower. <laughs> you know? that's, that's true. when you, that's when you know it's christmas so um yeah i'm not a you know and i know it's a very loved movie so i had to see it because i've heard so much about it was it uh oh was it called christmas tale with where the kid gets his tongue stuck on the pole oh a christmas story that, yeah that's my all-time favorite yeah yeah that that I, that was good too but uh yeah i have to i have to go with die hard okay cool bad santa oh I, yeah. I loved Bad Santa. <laughs> that was another great, great one. Sure. You know, Brian, uh, next time you have me on, uh, I'm, I'm going to bring up a lot of shit I forgot during this because uh, I messed up. I should have had you send me questions because I know I'm missing quite a few, but I'll feel justified next time you have me on when I will, I will read a list before whatever subject we're going to talk about. Uh, like, you know, I know there's a better villain you know, than Hans that I can't think of that really pissed me off, you know? So, well, uh, no, no, we'll do that. Well, you could do this once a year and we'll just can't, we'll get new. Yeah, yeah, I, no. I know yeah, with, uh, with Ian, he, he definitely does not remember because we did like a three and a half hour interview and, and you know, Ian, so I don't think he remembers any of his answers. So, <laughs> Oh man. All right. Movies you hate, but everyone else seems to love. I mentioned one before, didn't I, during this? I'm trying to think. That you hate, but everyone else loves. Yeah, yeah, and I know there's many. <laughs> the most critically acclaimed movie of all time. Uh, Citizen Kane? Citizen Kane. Yeah, that's it. Well, it's it's of the time. You know, it's, it's, uh, it's a slow one. It's very slow. And I'll tell you another one, and I own it, and I bought it, and I don't like it much, but it was such a sign of the times and loved by everybody. 
Um, and I own it. I love the soundtrack. And some parts I like the movie, but I just thought it dragged too much with Saturday Night Fever. Oh, interesting. Yeah, that's one a lot of people love. I love the soundtrack. Of course. And, and I bought the movie, you know. I bought the movie, and I bought it on Blu-ray, you know. But, uh, but yeah, something about that movie, it does, it's not a... Uh, it's it's very loved, you know, and I, I just don't get it. There's another bad sequel, Staying Alive. Oh, I saw that in the theater, man. <laughs> see, see, back back at that time, that was the time when Return of the Jedi was out and all this. Uh, the Man with Two Brains, Steve Martin. Yep. I had a buddy of mine that worked at a theater and he would let us in for free with the back exit door. Mm-hmm. He'd leave it open and we'd sneak in. So I saw Staying Alive was one of them. And oh, boy, was that bad. He bumped into Sylvester Stallone in one part. Yeah, because Sylvester Stallone uh, directed it, but I'll never yeah. forget the production at the end, Satan's Alley. So oh, yeah, bad. yeah, yeah. The, the, the musical. <laughs> oh, it's so it, bad. It was so horrible. One of your favorite guests, my mom, she loves that movie, so <laughs> I remember yeah, growing up with it. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, I I feel bad because it, it has all the components I love. I love Vinnie Barbarino. Yeah. You know, I love them in Carrie. I loved him. I, I, you know, Pulp Fiction. He was amazing. I'm a Travolta fan, and that's yeah. like, I even liked Urban Cowboy. You know? Oh, Urban Cowboy is great. And, yeah. and the, Scott Glenn, who plays like kind of the the bad guy, and it's great in it too. Yeah, yeah. So you know, I feel bad saying that, but yeah, for some reason it, it doesn't really. I mean, I just think it drags for me. You know? Uh, what movies do you think that are just too long? What movies are too long? Um, God, Brian, I, I have it on, I have it on Laserdisc too. And it has Robert Shaw, something of Navarone. Oh, Guns of Navarone. Yeah. It's a good movie, but it's too long. And also, and I love the movie, but I think it drags a bit and it's very long was the great escape with Steve McQueen. It is long. Yeah. yeah very, very long, you know, Yeah. but, but you know, uh, if you got a question of what movies very long and I love, <laughs> well the Fuck godfather yeah. godfather man scarface you know it, it just kept me it's a great flowing long ass movie you know mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so schindler's list i like too a lot yeah uh which film do you quote the most well at one time it was scarface mm-hmm. uh probably still is that one maybe i'm trying to think yeah though i've been i i quote sasquatch a lot from uh from tenacious d's movie it's not your. It's not just your always brother. <laughs> but yeah, I think Scarface would win okay. on that one, you know. Mm-hmm. Oh, and uh, Godfather, yeah. Godfather too, you know. I'm smart, not like everybody <laughs> says. I think that's the one I quote the most. I can handle things. I'm smart, not like everybody says. Like dumb, I'm smart, and I want respect. You know? Oh, Fredo. Yeah, but you know, Scarface has a million. You know, little fly, pelican fly. You yeah. Know, there's just so many quotes in that. You're kidding me. Huh? How am I going to get a scar like an even pussy, man? You know, it's just <laughs> so many fucking quotes in that movie. Yeah. You know, love me in the morning, you know? Yep. It just goes on and on. So that's the most quotable movie uh, for me, you know? What's your favorite underdog movie? Underdog, like a movie that didn't uh, become popular. More like the character. I mean, this one's probably obvious. It's probably Rocky. For yeah, me. Rocky. Rocky would be. I really enjoyed, and I haven't seen it in an Eon, so I don't know if it aged well or not. Oh, and you're going to have to help me again. 
Okay. Uh, a movie that starred John Ritter when he was a he 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 was like a, a superhero by night. Do you remember? Oh, that? was it? Oh, I'm gonna look it up. Let's see. Yeah, he he was. He, I remember it was such a feel good movie when I was a kid, and he was an underdog in the movie. He played um you know like a mild mannered guy, but then at night he became like a, and it, and and his love interest in the movie was the wife of of um in Fatal Attraction. Oh, Glenn Close? Glenn, no, not Glenn Close, the wife of... Uh, oh, oh, Ann Archer. Ann Archer was in the movie. So type in Ann Archer, John Ritter. It was that okay. movie. Let's take and a look. It was, uh, it, I mean, I haven't seen it forever, but I remember he played an underdog in the movie. Oh, wow, I've never seen this. Hero, Hero at Large. Hero at Large, that's the one, yes. It was okay. a really fun movie, but, you know, I don't know if it's aged well or not, but I remember back then I really liked it. Man, I forgot how hot Ann Archer used to be. Beautiful, yeah. beautiful woman. Wow. And speaking of that, what's your favorite romantic movie? Um, you know what? And it's a comedy. Mm-hmm. But there is a scene that's so awesome, and it's probably my favorite romantic. Foul Play. Ah, uh, yeah. You know, where Chevy Chase and Goldie Hawn are, you know, after he fell in the water, and he's drying up, and he's with her in, a, in his little boat. And I found that very romantic, so... I would say that one. That's a good one. Such an underrated comedy that people forget about for him. Another one, Blu-ray, VHS, uh, DVD. I mean, no, it's not on Blu-ray, actually. Right. I keep waiting. I'm hoping Chow yeah. will do something. Yeah. it's uh, on. I have it on Laserdisc, on VHS, and DVD. Nice. And the soundtrack. Oh, wow. <laughs> Barry Manilow, <laughs> ready to take good chance again. Love it. That's right. What's your favorite black and white movie? Easy. Abbott and Costello meet Frankenstein. Yes, that was my first uh, monster movie that I ever saw. Well, that movie is God, and I have that on Blu-ray. Yeah. yeah. I remember my buddy said, why would you get that on Blu-ray? I was like, why not? Yeah. You know? It's black and white. It ain't going to be enhanced. I don't care. <laughs> you know? Well, you get you get all three monsters. Yeah. It's funny. It's If you're a kid, it's still somewhat scary, but it's accessible, and it makes you want to go back and watch all the originals. Exactly. And some another black and white movie I really love that wasn't during the black and white era and and, and there's a connection is a uh, Young Frankenstein. Absolutely because it actually make the movie's better that it's in black and white. It wouldn't have been as good as if it was in color. I agree 100%. So that's yeah. a really good one too. Awesome. I think we uh, I think we talked about this, but the first rated R movie you saw was Jaws? Or no, was that rated R? No, I don't think that was. I could be wrong. I think okay. that was PG. Um, Exorcist. Exorcist, yeah. I, I yep. believe was the first rated R movie I ever seen. Yeah. Because that was before The Omen, was it? Yes, because uh, I think yeah. it came out seventy-three, maybe. Yeah, and uh, yeah. yeah, I didn't actually see. I think I saw it maybe a year later because I saw it in a cheaper theater. Okay. And me and we were little kids, man. And they let us right in. Oh man, <laughs> they wanted money, I guess. You know? Different times, but yeah, they yeah. would also. Back and before cable and back before they would show all the movies on TV and, of course, streaming, they would re-release movies to the theater or at least leave it in the theater longer so you could check them out. Right. Yeah, yeah. But this one, you know, but a lot of movies back then, there was, uh, we had a place called the Roxy Theater. We had the Hylia Cinema. These were places that would show movies after they ran their course, mm-hmm. you know, for cheap, for yeah, real the second, cheap. second run. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So that's uh, that's how I saw The Exorcist. Might have been 73. I mean, depending on what time of the year it came out in the theater uh, in 73. Right. But I remember, dude, I remember vividly. 
a little kid watching news reports of people fainting, throwing oh, up, yeah. and it just made me so curious. Yeah, I have to see this, you know. I miss those second run theaters because they used to be around all the time. They just don't. Well, with streaming now, people aren't going to go to the theater. I mean, they're in yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah right. There, there, there's none. There's none. We have something now down here. It's called the O Cinema. That's run by Gloria Estefan's son. Oh, really? Yeah, and he shows older. I saw Phantom in the Paradise. And, oh, cool. And Paul Williams was there. They even flew him in for it. Wow. And it was funny because I played a gig that night with Combat. Mm-hmm. And, uh, like, I demanded we had, you know, because they had us high on the bill. And I was like, no, 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 we got to open. You know, <laughs> so we opened the show. A sweaty mess ran over there and got there in time. And got to talk to Paul Williams, had him sign my vinyl. And on the back, he wrote, trust me, Paul <laughs> Williams, which is so awesome. Oh, and man, I got to cool. talk to him for a little bit, took a picture with him. That was a great, great night. But, uh, yeah, it, it, we do have, like, but, you know, it's not second-run movies. He just, like, I saw Pet Cemetery like, a month ago there at the same theater. It's called the Old Cinema here on the okay, beach. Okay, cool. So, yeah, they'll play, like, older, like, classic yeah, movies. Yeah, like, classic movies I saw. I'm trying to think what else. Um, You know, and movies that weren't really, like, blockbuster blockbusters, mm-hmm. you know. But I, I saw them again. I'm trying to think, what else did I see there? Um, Oh, The Shining, though, that was huge. Mm-hmm. And, um... God, I've seen so many, and I can't. I'm drawing a blank now, but I'll remember as we go on. Sure. Uh, what are the worst remakes for you? Because uh, they're all bad. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's you know? not true. Invasion, Invasion of the Body Snatchers would be your favorite. And Scarface. Yeah. Uh, and but you know, I, I they're the both originals are really good. Yeah. Um, you know, they they were good. They were different. They were good. But uh, man, the worst remake. And I know there's one that sticks out and I can't think of at the moment. I rem- I'll tell you, a good remake was uh, Dawn of the Dead. Mm, yeah. I really enjoyed that remake, but bad remake. Man, there's so many of them. Um, oh, uh, Ghostbusters with the chicks. Yeah. Is that a yeah. remake? It totally is. I mean, they basically, they didn't try to extend the premise at all. I mean, they basically just remade it with a female cast. Yeah. Yeah. It was really, really bad. Uh, what is your favorite 80s movie song? I'm trying to think of movies <laughs> of the 80s. Because, you know, I'm like, you know, I'm more early 80s guy. So I can't really. Um... Well, it's funny. Ian picked an early 80s song. He picked I'm All Right from Kenny Loggins. From Which Caddyshack. I like. Yeah, yeah. Caddyshack. I, I dug that song. I don't think that would be my pick, though. Mm-hmm. Um, damn, Brian, that's a tough one. I'm trying to think. And I'm sure there is one out there that. Um, oh, oh, Fuck. I want to say Rubber Biscuit, but it wasn't in the movie. No, that's true. <laughs> hey, you could pick the Blues Brothers, yeah. Yeah, the Blues Brothers had some great ones, great, great songs in that in that soundtrack. Mm-hmm. The the first song they sang when they came out at the end, um, where they're slapping each other five. Oh yeah, um, everybody needs somebody. Yeah. Okay. Love, I'll, yeah. I'll go. I'll go with that one. But if I think of something, I'll either bring it up later or on the next episode. That sounds good. <laughs> Still 
What is your? You're not a huge sports fan, but what what is your favorite sports movie? Slapshot. Okay. Yeah, definitely. definitely. Hands down. That's my. But I love Bad News Bears. Oh yeah, the original. Uh, there's yeah. there's one where there, that shouldn't have been remade. Yeah, you know what though? I mean, it it had its funny moments. Mm-hmm. You know, because at least they. I mean, I'll tell you. Uh, did you see the remake of Bad News Bears? Yeah, and and for me, I'm just too attached to the original. Right. And, uh, and I loved uh, how un PC the original is. And this one was pretty on PC too. What I really liked about it was when he hired the midget. Yeah. In, in the in the sequel. You know, that that wasn't in the original movie. Yeah. So that made me laugh. I was like, oh, oh you know. <laughs> he hired a little guy, a little a little person, you know. Yes. Which I found funny. But no, you can't you can't mess with Buttermaker, you know, the no. original from Mathel, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and actually, um, the, the girl pitcher as well, Tatum O'Neill, she was terrific in that too. I got one mm-hmm. for an older question and I don't think this is the one I was thinking. This guy's a bastard, but I got to say better than Hans as a villain. Okay. Hans <laughs> Olivier and marathon man. Oh, is it safe? It's safe. What a scumbag. Yeah. What a scumbag. So the, uh, I'll put him over Hans. Something we can all agree. We, everyone hates Nazis. So there you go. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> uh, favorite heist movie. Oh, you know what? This is pre- and this is obscure, but it's an amazing movie. 
You ever seen Killin' Zoe? I've heard about it, but I haven't seen it. I'd have to say that's the best one. Oh, wait, you know what? I think I just saw it. It was on Amazon Prime. It's It's with Eric Stoltz. Eric Stoltz, yes, yes. He's kind of got longer hair. Yeah, and he's the guy that, you know, like, uh, knows how to break into a safe, but he had a heroin junkie, like, that's my favorite heist movie. Yeah, super, super bloody. It really, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. And Ron Jeremy uh, has one little clip. They they break. Uh, he, he works in the in the bank in a little office. They open the door and they shoot a bullet in his chest. That's you right. You see him for three seconds in the movie. <laughs> that's a good one. That's a good right. one. Yeah, yeah. That's my favorite heist movie that I can think of. Because it's one of my favorite movies. So I, if you can name other ones, probably I would pick Killing Zoe over it, you know? Well, of course, you have the Ocean's Elevens movies and, and uh, you know, obviously The Sting, movies like that. Oh, I love The Sting. But, dude, I have to go with Killing Zoe still. I okay. love The Sting. The Sting was awesome. Yeah. Uh, favorite book to movie adaptation. So it had to start as a book and then it was made into a movie. Where, where the movie was better than the book? Or it doesn't have to be. Or just whatever. It started as a book first and it's your favorite movie. Well, Jaws. Jaws is my favorite yeah, movie of all time. And the book is very... I don't know if you know the story of the book. Feel free to tell everyone. Okay. Uh, the book, Hooper fucks Brody's wife. Right. Hooper gets eaten by the shark and Brody's happy about it. <laughs> uh, in the movie, you know how the mayor is... No, no, no. We got to open the beaches. We got to open the beaches. Mm-hmm. In the book, it's the mafia telling the mayor, you better open the beaches mm-hmm. or we're going to kill your ass. Mm-hmm. Um, but... Uh, the, the, the shark drowns in the book. Oh, that's not fun. It drowns because of the, the, ta- you know, those big tanks that's in, you know, the, the movie, you know, when they, the barrels, yeah the barrels finally like take them down and kill it. Okay. You know, which, which is a terrible ending to the book. Oh yeah. So, and, and, you know, I mean, I think everything about the movie is better than the book, but it's interesting how, you know, the story has a lot of twists and turns that are different. And it hints upon it because if you analyze the scene where Brody first, I mean, Hooper first meets Ellen and they're sitting at the table and he's talking about what he does. She seems so interested mm. in everything she says. Yeah. She's like fixated on him. Yeah. And in the book, he fucks her. Yeah. They didn't want to. Spielberg didn't want to didn't want to go there. Exactly. What is your favorite cult classic? I mean, it could be. Could be fan of the paradise. Yeah, I was about to say, does that qualify? I would think so. I mean, it's definitely got its own following, and it's yeah. not oh, the average moviegoer probably hasn't seen it. Definitely that, and uh, uh, Return of uh, Night of the Living Dead. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's, that's considered a close call. I love that movie. Too. Talk about a great ending. Oh, yeah, dark. Yeah, yeah. especially for like, back then. Yeah, exactly. You know, you shoot the guy at the end. I think I know the answer to this one, but I'll ask it anyway. What's your favorite musical? Well, Phantom of Paradise, um, I think, qualifies as a musical, even though there's a lot of storyline in it. Mm-hmm. And uh, and Grease. I mean, Grease and Phantom of Paradise are pretty much the same type of musical. So mm-hmm. Grease is considered a musical. Yeah. But there's a lot of storyline and talking between the songs. And that's how uh, Phantom of the Paradise is. But I give the nod to Phantom of Paradise because it's, you know, one of the greatest movies ever made, in my opinion. A lot mm-hmm. of there's so many people I met that thought it was just too silly and stupid, mm. you know. But you know, it's all a matter of taste. I just think it's it's brilliant. I would and, consider uh, the Blues Brothers a musical. That's my favorite. Oh, there you go. And my favorite comedy of all time would be the Blues Brothers. There you if go. That was, if that was a future question. Yeah. <laughs> just spoiled it. I don't think I have that. 
Cause so we could go into all sorts of different types. And of I'm not even the biggest, you know, blues type of, but I thought the it just worked in that movie. Well, I love the the cameos work so well, whether it be yeah, James Aretha. Brown or Aretha Franklin or yeah. Ray Charles. So good. I love Ray Charles when he shoots that gun. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Now go home, kid. Yeah, yeah. Loved it. Loved it. Oh. Uh, pianos, amps, mics, the works. Now go on, get. Breaks my heart, boy, that young going bad. Tell me a little about this electric piano, Ray. Ah, you have a good eye, my man. That's the best in the city of Chicago. How much? Two thousand bucks, and it's yours. You can take it home with you. As a matter of fact, I'll throw in the black keys for free. Two thousand for this chunk of shit? Come on, Ray. I mean, really, Ray, it's used. There's, there's no action left in this keyboard. Uh, 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 excuse me, uh, I don't think there's anything wrong with the action on this piano. Well, I heard about the fella you've been dancing with all over the neighborhood. So why didn't you ask me, baby? Or didn't you think I could? Favorite food to eat at the movie theater? Popcorn. Yeah, that's a, that's a standard. When I was a little kid, you see, here's the thing. When I was a little kid, there's food I ate as a little kid that I loved. Mm-hmm. And now, I, I, like Chef Boyardee, for instance. Mm-hmm. Man, I taste Chef Boyardee today. It makes me want to fucking puke. Where <laughs> I hated vegetables as a kid. Now I love vegetables. Right. You know, it's like the taste buds have to mature. So as a kid... I really loved uh, raisinets. Yeah, so oh, I, would, I still like them. Yeah, yeah, I, 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 I don't like raisins anymore for some okay. reason. But um, I loved raisinets in theaters as a kid. I remember getting that a lot. And popcorn, popcorn yeah. to me, you know, is is the best. Mm-hmm. What is your favorite buddy cop movie? I'm thinking of a couple, but they can't like. There's Tango and Cash. Oh sure. Yeah, there's um. The one with James Belushi and uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Oh, Rocky, Red Heat. Red Heat. Yeah. But, um, but, oh, fucking hands down, dude. 48 Hours. Yeah. Yep. That's my healthy. favorite right there. Oh, my God. That movie's brilliant. That would be my favorite uh, buddy buddy cop movie. Did definitely. you like the sequel? Not as much. Okay. And I haven't seen it forever, so I don't know if... Uh, if it's as good, I, I remember I didn't like it as much, but I didn't hate it, mm-hmm. you know, but I didn't like it as much. What's your favorite movie animal, meaning your favorite character that was an animal? In a movie. Besides Jaws. Yeah, well, is that is that considered an animal? Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, all right. Um, orca. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it had to be in the sea. It had to be in I'm trying to think. I, I like Grizzly. Grizzly was a total Jaws ripoff. You, oh, you yeah. ever seen that? Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, Grizzly was pretty cool. Um, Cujo yeah. was, was pretty badass. Uh, but I'm gonna have to go with uh, Orca. Okay. Just, uh, I, I oh, might you, think of something better. You like this one? Remember uh, Clyde the orangutan in Any Which Way But Loose? Oh my God! Yes, I have to put him on top. Oh. <laughs> Left turn, Clive. That's right. 
<laughs> yeah, he's my favorite. That yeah. monkey cracked me up. <laughs> yeah, there you go. What's your favorite true story movie? Something that really happened. Mm-hmm. You know, I love Sid and Nancy, but according to Johnny Rotten, that shit was bullshit. Mm. Um, true story movie. God damn it. And I know there's one that I love. And I was like, man, this movie actually really did happen. Fuck, Brian. I can't think. I okay. can't think we'll, of that. We'll come back to it. Yeah, we'll come back. I might, I might remember as we go on. Okay. What's your favorite trilogy? I can't think of anything but Austin Powers at the moment. So let's okay. go with that. But there probably is something else that uh, was... Uh, I'm sure there's something better. Yeah, baby! <laughs> yeah. But that's all I can think of at the moment. Would no, 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 no. Oh, the Omen. Oh, yeah. The, the Omen. That, that's my favorite trilogy movie. As a, You know, I can't think of anything better than that. What's your favorite John Hughes movie? Uh, he did Breakfast Club, right? Uh, yep, yep. And, and what else? Na- name his movies. So he did, uh, well, he used to be a writer, so he wrote a lot of movies, too. So his first, like, writing movies were, like, National Lampoon's Vacation. He well, wrote Miss, Mr. Mom. He uh, directed uh, Weird Science, Breakfast Club, uh, Pretty in Pink, you know, those type of movies. Yeah, and I actually have that box set with all of those movies on there. Ferris um, Bueller. Fer- yeah, maybe, yeah, Ferris Bueller would be my favorite. Okay, cool. Yeah. Uh, movies you watched once, you enjoyed it, but you're never going to watch it again. Ooh, that's a great question. What the movie? standard the standard one for this is like Schindler's List. Like it's so it's great. It's powerful. Right. But it's too, too much to watch again. Yeah. Yeah. Probably would be that one. And I do have it on Laserdisc and I never put it on because mm-hmm. uh, I remember seeing it on cable, uh, maybe HBO movie channel back in the day. But, uh, yeah, I think that would be it, you know? Uh, a, you know, and then uh, Great Escape, too. I don't think I w- would sit down and watch that again. I enjoyed it, but it was so long, so maybe. So long. And I have it. I own it, but I've never put it on again. So, yeah, Gr- Great Escape and, uh, and Schindler's List. Okay. Uh, your favorite character actors? Um, Robert Shaw. Oh, yeah. Because I loved him in uh, From Russia With Love. Was that the one? Uh, yep. The James Bond movie? I love them in that. I love them in Jaws. I love them in uh, The Sting. Oh, yeah. And um, uh, a great movie called Swashbuckler. Mm-hmm. Um, he was just so amazing. And he's one of my favorite actors of all time, you know? Yeah. Well, it's probably the same answer, but I'll ask it anyway. What was your favorite movie as a kid? Uh, it was Jaws. Yeah, okay. Jaws. I had several, but Jaws was my favorite favorite, you know? Okay. Have you ever met a film celebrity? Like yes. an actor. Okay. Uh, Sylvester Stallone. Oh, no way. Where? Uh, when he was filming The Specialist, there's a scene in The Specialist there in front of my dad's hardware store. Oh, with Sharon Stone. Yeah. It was Sharon Stone. Look, they were playing volleyball. J- um, uh, uh, Julie Roberts' brother. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, Eric uh, Roberts. Yeah. Eric Roberts. Um, Antonio Van... Not, not Antonio Van Der's. Um, Sharon Stone. Mm-hmm. No, no, wait. Am I thinking of The Specialist? So there is a movie with Antonio Banderas and him, but I think, yeah, the special, she was in that. Yeah. I thought, I thought it was filmed in Florida. Yeah. It was filmed in Miami beach. And, yeah. uh, I was dating a girl at the time that had a three-year-old daughter mm-hmm. and that's how I got to meet Sylvester Stallone. Cause I, I went up to him to get an autograph for her and Brian, I'm not lying, dude. I'm not lying. Sylvester Stallone is 
so short. That's what I've heard. He is so tiny, you know? So, and another funny uh, incident, though I didn't meet him, but this is a funny thing. I was uh, the thrash band, Flotsam and Jetsam. Uh-huh. Uh, they were playing a club on South Beach, and I was, I was, you know, we were get, going in, and all of a sudden this guy with a beautiful, beautiful woman, and he was dressed all in white, and he walked right by me, and I looked at my friend, Holy George, and I made that expression of, of Dennis Hopper in uh, Blue Velvet, <laughs> like breathing, <sighs> you know, mommy, because he yeah. looked so much like Dennis Hopper. Then this guy came running out going, Dennis Hopper just walked in. I was like, holy shit. <laughs> and it turned out Sean Penn owned a club nearby and he walked into the wrong club. Uh, but I didn't actually meet him. Right, but you saw him pretty close. I saw him too. And also Stephen Bauer, the Manolo from Scarface. Uh-huh. He had a short-lived uh, cop show. And they also filmed on my dad's, uh, uh, right in front of my hardware store, Jackie Gleason. I didn't meet him, but oh. I he was there during Smokey the Bandit 3 in the car when I was, you know, I was in the scene where people were laughing at him. That was no double. He was the one driving that car. Right. So, but, but actually, I did actually talk to Seth Stallone for a couple seconds, and he was very nice to the little girl. You know, he kind of ignored me, but still, I did That's say cool. a couple words. I told him uh, uh, that I thought he was brilliant and fist in Paradise, Theater, uh, Paradise Alley. Yeah, and he was like, "Oh, thank, thank you, thank you." <laughs> and exactly went, went back, went back to to talking to the little girl. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. a good one. All yeah. right, what's your favorite animated Disney movie? Oh, um, uh, Lion King. I know it's kind of new, mm-hmm. but I really loved Lion King. It was so sad. Are you gonna check out the the new live action one that's coming out? Yes, yes, okay. and it looks really good by the previews. And John Favreau directed it, so it should be interesting. And I, then, what is your favorite live-action Disney movie? Mm, I don't think I've seen any there, Brian. Can you name me some? Well, Gus and uh, <laughs> the Computer War Tennis Shoes, the Apple Dumpling Gang, uh, the original Shaggy Dog, stuff like that. Uh, yeah, I'm going to have to go with Gus, man, okay. with, Rob, with Bob Crane, man. And uh, Don Knotts. Don Knotts was in it. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to have to go with Gus. Gus is a very special movie to me. It was so funny. I'm going to put See, you on the spot. Good. What What is the term they say to get the mule to kick? Oh, man. You you got me there. Voyage. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Now, how do you get him to kick? I usually just yell, Oyage. <laughs> Oh man. oh man! Yeah, you're taking me back there. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, Herbie the Love Bug was another one, right? Oh, that's a great one. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> oh, there's a there's a bunch of really good ones, especially, yeah. especially in the seventies. Freaky Friday, the original Freaky Friday Freaky with uh, Friday. That's right. Yeah. Yep. Return of Witch Mountain. Oh, those are fun. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, they they uh, like when you were saying live action Disney movies. There there hasn't been any recently, have there? You know, not that I'm aware. I mean, there could be like those Disney TV ones that they right. uh, Hannah Montana and stuff like that. But no, not like they used to do like way back when, you know, where you right. have like the Shaggy Dog or uh, Pollyanna, stuff like that. You don't see them anymore. Right. What is your favorite Universal Monster movie? So like from the the early days, you know, this is a tough one and it's going to be kind of tied. Um Man, that that first Dracula, it, I I can't be uh, between the first Dracula and 
Creature of the Black Lagoon was so good. Yeah. It was the mummy, man. The mummy was awesome. I'm going to have to go with Creature of the Black Lagoon. Mm-hmm. And I highly, I highly recommend, because I know you own it too, get the entire set where they have mm-hmm. all of those from like the 30s all the way to, to the Creature of the Black Lagoon. They have all the sequels for every single monster movie. It's it's great. It's a great set. And great packaging. It brings like car, uh, cards in there that are replications of the original posters. Yep. A uh, great book with a lot of stories behind the, the, the movies. And uh, that first Dracula was awesome, too. Uh, yeah. And we're going to. And Frankenstein. Frankenstein. Oh. The little girl that died, you know, by accident. And mm-hmm. That's pretty dark, you know, for well, that I'd time. I'd say that you know? the first three Frankenstein movies are all amazing. Like okay, some of the there, other There's Frankenstein, Bride of Frankenstein. What's the other one? Uh, Son of Frankenstein, which is uh, the, yes. the one with Basil Rathbone, that where mm-hmm. he ends up like in that. Um, it's kind of like an icy looking like cave almost. And then he like, throw, it, it, that one's really good. That's the yeah. one where young Frankenstein, there's a lot of, that they parody off of the guy with the right. wooden arm. Yeah. Stuff like that. Yeah. That's really good. What is your favorite movie that takes place in San Francisco? Can you name me some foul play? Okay. Uh, let's see. Is French connection from there. No French connections in New York, which that okay. would be the next question. <laughs> All right. All right. Foul play is a great one, but I'm trying to think of like a. Oh, the Maltese Falcon was. Uh, Actually, the, we consider the birds is kind of in San Francisco. It's in the San Francisco Bay Area. Vertigo. Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna go with foul play. Okay. Uh, I'm tra- I'm trying to think. There's something with. Uh, oh, the, bullet. The, with Steve McQueen, you know, when they're driving in the. Yes, yeah. that's a great one. Now, I'm still gonna go with foul play though. Okay. Foul play is one of my favorites of all time. Yeah. Well, you could go with uh, the James Bond movie, A View to Kill. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But I'll yeah, still take Foul Play. Good. <laughs> What's your favorite uh, movie that takes place in New York? Okay. Oh, easy. Warriors. Oh, yeah. Great, great. That's my favorite uh, New York movie. Mm-hmm. Fuck yeah. The Warriors. Yep. And then favorite Chicago movie. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, oh, uh, Blues Brothers. Yeah, absolutely. I was hoping you'd say that one. Yeah. <laughs> Favorite movie where the city name is in the title. Mm. So something like this, this wouldn't be it, but something like Sleepus in Seattle, something like that. Oh, okay. Jesus. Uh, King of New York. Ah, that good one. I love that movie. That that scene with Christopher Walken, that, that's just God. Yeah. What are your favorite documentaries? Documentaries? Um, <laughs> well, it's going to sound biased, but I think it's so well made as the shark is still working. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is um, uh, uh, an extra feature on the Jaws Blu-ray, but it's so well done. Mm-hmm. You're talking about documentaries about movies, right? No, just in general. Like, uh, it could be, you know, the Anvil movie, stuff like that. Right. Um, there was, a, and I can't remember the name, but, man, it was so well done. There was one I saw about Jim Jones. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, um, and I don't remember the title of it, but it was... I think it was called uh, Guyana. I might be wrong. Or, or Guyana something something. Uh, was so well made, so well documented. So I'm going to go with that one, yeah. Cool. And the there's shark a, is still working. Yeah. <laughs> there's a lot of them that are still great. And they're they're coming out on Netflix. They're like the la- the last Ted Bundy one, the Bundy tapes. There's some I saw ones. it. I saw it and it was excellent. Oh. It was excellent. I did not like the Ted Bundy movie. Did you like it? I didn't it's on watch Netflix. That. I haven't seen that one. The one with has, Zac Efron and James Hetfield. Yeah, James Hetfield has a couple. You know, two. He's probably in the movie for like five minutes, but it was like a sheriff. 
Yeah, yeah, he's the one that 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 finally arrested him. Mm. You know, he's the one that pulled him over and you know started the whole ordeal with him in jail. But oh, actually, no, because uh, in the documentary, that guy escaped three times. I know. So James Hetfield was the first one to catch him. Mm-hmm. So and then you know that's when he jumped out the window and got away in court. But uh, I I. I I thought that movie was not good, and I was really expecting it to be good since the Netflix documentary on Ted Bundy, the Ted Bundy tapes, was awesome. Mm -hmm. Really well made. I saw another documentary on Netflix that was really good about a guy that was molesting a little girl, and then yeah, and then he, uh, you know, he he gave head to the father and blackmailed him. And it started fucking the wife, too. And Yeah, it's uh, Kidnapped in Plain Sight or something. Yeah, 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 that was really well made, but it was so disturbing. Oh, it is. And the fact yeah. that they kept getting away with it is just it's sickening. And another good one, too, it was on PBS back in the 80s. It was called uh, Dream Deceiver, mm. which was about the Judas Priest trial of the suicide. Yeah, yeah. Very well made. I do. Right. I think I saw it on YouTube, and they talk about the, uh, the, the, the kid that... that he was still alive, but he was just. He was still alive, and they interview him, and his face is all oh. messed from because he shot himself in his face with a shotgun, and he lived for like a couple of years after. That. I know, horrible, crazy, but well made, well made documentary. Yeah, favorite movie that became a TV show. Well, the TV show sucked, but uh, Animal House. Do you remember they had a show? No, called- I didn't know that. Yes, and only I believe you know who was in the TV show, Michelle Pfeiffer. Oh, that's funny. And I think the only person that's in the TV show from the movie was Flounder oh. and, and D-Day. Everybody uh, else was. And they even had a different Blutowski uh, that I can think of. I mean, I'm, can you throw out some other movies that were I, number, TV shows? I think my number one would have been MASH because MASH was a movie for right, right. a, a TV show. That That's one. Um Ash was see. a great TV show. I'm, I'm, man, Animal House was terrible. Yeah. The, the TV show was really bad. Private Benjamin with Goldie Hawn became a TV show. Uh, Ferris Bueller, I think, became a TV show. Really? Yeah. Wow. Even Ghostbusters became a cartoon. Yeah, so. a cartoon. <laughs> Rambo, I think, was a cartoon, too, at one point. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, stuff like that. Pink Panther. Pink Panther. Absolutely. That- uh, favorite, favorite, and then we'll do reverse. Favorite TV show that then became a movie. Okay, can it be a horrible movie? Sure. Um, Twin Peaks. Ah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was so upset when I walked out of the theater. I'm a huge fan of Twin Peaks. Not that big on that, you know, the second season, whatever happened. Ian loved it. Mm-hmm. I thought that was just a drag and a half. It had an amazing ending, a dark ending, like uh like uh invasion of the body snatchers but i was so into the original twin peaks and then when i went to go see the movie because the twin peaks ended with a major cliffhanger Mm -hmm. and then when i went to go see the movie it didn't explain shit right you know got so pissed and then when uh the show came back it explained stuff yeah it's it was explained it but it still made no sense oh of course that's david lynch (laughs) yeah so how about a famous movie that everyone knows about, but you still have not seen. There must be many. You know, but you know, no, I don't think there's many. Because if I hear a lot about a movie, I got to see it. Mm-hmm. You know, because I still, to this day, rent movies on Netflix. Oh, me too. The, the physical. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because, yeah. they, you know, some, they don't have streaming. So I, right. I, still, 
I just got, uh, I just watched it, and it wasn't that bad. And it was a remake of, of The Longest Yards. And I love oh. The Longest Yards. Adam oh, Sandler yeah. was not as good. No. But but at least, you know, I mean, it was somewhat entertaining. Uh, but oh, what was the question again? So a famous movie. So a good one would be like a lot of people have, oh, know that, about that, like Citizen seen. Kane, but they haven't bothered to watch it. See, that's, Casablanca. that's I've seen Casablanca. That's Citizen Kane was a Netflix thing. I got yeah. I don't think there's any, Brian. I think I've seen everything that uh, that I've heard a buzz about. Okay. That that you know a lot of people loved. I think I've seen them all. That I can, you know offhand, because I'm I I am very curious when I see people, you know, glow about movies. Oh, I gotta see this. And and I haven't heard anybody glow about anything recently, or else I would have picked that. You know. Right. But yeah, I, I think I've seen them all. I th- I believe so. Now, you kind of reference it, but what is your favorite prison movie? Uh, well, I wouldn't say Long as Yard. I'll tell you, and, and again, I don't know how well it aged, and it is super long, but I really loved it, and I only saw it once on cable, was Midnight Run. That movie was fucked up, and I loved the, how he got away. You know? Oh, Midnight Run with... Uh, no, no, not, not Midnight Run, Midnight Express. Midnight Express, yes, that's what I thought, because Midnight yeah. Run's funny. <laughs> Yeah, that's Charles Grodin and Robert De Niro, right? Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah. No, no, Midnight Express, that one. Yeah, so that's fucked up. It is. Fucked up movie. What is your favorite movie cameo? So meaning someone uh, that is famous appeared in a movie and you didn't expect it. I know there's better, but I, 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 I laughed my ass off when I saw Danny DeVito's mini-me. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was beyond funny. And Kevin Spacey, even though he's a scumbag, as Dr. Evil. Yeah. Uh, those were cameos, so... I know there's better ones, but the, those are the ones I, 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 I can think of offhand that were just fucking so funny, you know. And uh, and, and um, uh, Pick a Destiny. Uh, oh, what's the name of that famous actor? Um, he does a cameo in the diner. Oh, God, what was his name? He had a club foot. He's like, stay right there. I'll be there to get you to kill you. <laughs> I can't remember his name now, but that guy was really good in that movie. Tim uh, Robbins? That's it. Tim yeah. Robbins. Tim Robbins. He was great as a little uh, cameo in the movie. And also Ben Stiller was really funny in that movie, too. Mm-hmm. And he had a cameo. There's a lot of good cameos in that flick. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. What's oh, your favorite- Ray Charles. Ray Charles, man. Oh, in, um, in Blues, Blues Brothers. Brothers. Well, actually, all the soul singers. Aretha, John Lee yeah, Hooker. Yeah. But his scene was my favorite. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. What is your favorite movie that takes place in high school? Fast Times at Richmond High. Yeah, great yeah. one. I'll have to go with that one. It's so it, – and I was in high school at the time, so it was very uh, special and current to me, you know. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I knew girl, I knew girls that dressed like Pat Benatar. You know? <laughs> That's true. <laughs> you know, and I, was, I would watch that movie thinking, man, this is my high school. Oh, so, so spot on. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I have to go with Fast Times. Great movie. And then your favorite movie that takes place in college. Oh, Animal House. Hands down. Yeah. Hands down. Favorite movies to watch when you're a sick, either as a kid or now. Like sick in bed to yeah. watch. Yeah, like you're you're home from school, you're home from work. What is your go to movie? Uh I would say the Godfather movies. Uh, yeah. I like I like watching them back to back. And I have now you know, I was thinking of, you know, when I was sick, uh I remember laying in bed watching Godfather quite a few times. Mm-hmm. So that would be my that would be my pick. This was a great question that Keith Rochford came up with. What is your favorite fake movie band? Oh man, and I love Spinal Tap. I think yep. I'm gonna have 
And I, and, you know, and I actually like that music too, even though it's funny and parody-ish. Yeah, definitely have to go with Spinal Tap. Um, okay. Yeah, yeah, Spinal Tap. Cool. Favorite musicians that turned into actors. Ooh, favorite musicians that turn into actors. You know, I thought Gene was good in one movie, Gene Simmons, mm-hmm. uh, Wanted Dead or Alive. I thought he played a very convincing terrorist. Um, trying to think who else was an actor that was in a movie and he's you're talking about like an actor that did a good job in a movie well and it just they started as musicians and then they just turned into you know pretty decent actors most of ironically most of my picks were female really yeah so like for example i had uh share share was a great actress in the 80s very good mask was an awesome movie yeah dolly parton yes dolly yeah. parton in uh nine to five i i, I love rhinestone yeah, me too. Totally that was, underrated. That was a flip. That was a yeah. flop, and it was fucking funny. Oh, that scene where the, in the beginning where the guy's doing the country song, and yeah, uh, yeah oh, it gets me every time. Uh, and, but, you know, I, I had one on the tip of my tongue, too. There was another one. Um, Kevin Bacon, I believe, started as a, a musician. Mm. I know he's a musician now, too. Oh, like Johnny Depp. Johnny Depp was in a band that I saw. As a kid, they were called the Kids, mm. and I saw them. They were a local band. Johnny Depp is from South Florida. Yeah, yeah, and I saw them. I saw, you know, I didn't, of course, know who Johnny Depp was, but uh, uh, my friend Ruben told me many years later, dude, Johnny Depp was in the Kids. I saw, I saw the Kids, mm. which is wild. Yeah, so. Well, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do what Ian does. I love that guy. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Same dude. What is your favorite courtroom movie? Can it be like, does it have to be the whole movies in court? No, no. Some of your favorite courtroom scenes, or it could just be. Uh, my know, favorite me. courtroom scene is it, it was the movie called A Few Good Men where Tom Cruise and Jeff. Oh, Michael, absolutely. Yeah, that would be it. Yeah. That would be it. And my Very cousin funny. Vinny was pretty damn funny, too. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. That's but I'm going to go with that one because it was very, very powerful. How he like pretty much made Jack Nicholson snap. Oh, yeah. That scene was very powerful, so I'm going to have to go with that. And I'm sure you've seen the 1979 movie with Pacino and Justice for All. Justice for All. Uh, Yes. Something's wrong here. Very (laughs) wrong here. You're out of order. Yeah. (laughs) This whole thing's out of order. Yeah, that was a great one, too. Yeah. Yeah. What's your favorite Western? This is a good one. I got a good one. Hmm? And I love this movie so much. True Grit. The original or the remake? I never seen the remake with John Wayne. Is okay. that the original? Yeah. Yes. True Grit, man. I loved it, and but I also loved. Uh, um, oh man, you know I know, not the Good, the Bad, Ugly, which I loved, but the was it the Man with No Name? Was that was that the name of the movie? So the first one was. Um... Uh, the second one was a few dollars more, and then the first one was a fistful of dollars. That one. Fistful of Dollars is the one where, yeah, where you know, uh, Clint Eastwood shoots three guys like, like in a in a second, you know that. Yeah. That one, yeah, that shit. I'll even take that over to True Grit. Mm. That was such a good movie. Yeah, it barely talks. It's just all his looks and yeah. mannerisms. Outlaw Josie Whale was awesome too. And you've seen Unforgiven, right? Oh yeah, man. Fuck. That may be my favorite. <laughs> I think Unforgiven is my favorite, yeah. Best modern Very day powerful. Yeah. Very powerful. 
And I liked, uh, I'll Be a Huckleberry. What was the name of that one? Oh, uh, Tombstone. Tombstone was awesome. It was. Maybe that's my favorite. <laughs> I think <laughs> that's, that's my favorite. Movies, yeah. yeah, I think that's my favorite because of the revenge scene was so awesome. Yeah. When they all got, they all just got on their horses and started fucking everybody up. Yeah, I'm going to go with Tombstone. Favorite movie that takes place in just one day or one night? All happens in one night. Wow. I can't think of any. You know? I know, like, a lot of Terminator 1 was not one night, but it was, like, two, three nights. Uh, it could be one full day. You know, whatever you want to do. But it has to basically, you know, end within a day. I'm not sure, but was, uh... Oh, what's the name of the movie where Jack the Ripper comes back in a time machine? Time machine, right? Oh, was well, it? yeah. That was in one day, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. You know, even though, you know, they, they switched years and stuff. And another one that... I wouldn't say it's my favorite, but I liked it a lot. And it was actually a movie done in real time, like 90 minutes. Was mm. uh, It had Johnny Depp and uh, Christopher Walken. Mm. Um, they kidnap his kid. Was it called Nick of Time? Yeah, it, it's a 90-minute movie, and the movie runs 90 minutes. It's what happens in that 90 minutes. Mm. Uh, it's a really good movie, but, yeah, I mean... I hope I'm right about... No, Time After Time is the one I'm thinking of. Okay. With, uh, Jack the Ripper. Uh, I believe that does all happen in one day. I could be wrong, though. Okay. How about your favorite movie themes, like theme songs from a movie? Rocky. Mm-hmm. The, the, gonna Fly Now. Yeah, Gonna Fly Now is my favorite. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to have to go with that one, definitely. Okay. Yeah, over Jaws. Yes. Yes, okay. over Jaws. You know, Jaws is just... Da-da-da. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but that's like iconic. Well, yeah, fly with, iconic. Without that, I mean, again, the, the movie would have been great, but the music just really puts, mm-hmm. uh, no, no pun intended, movie over to the top. Yeah, there you yeah. go. <laughs> yeah. Uh, favorite, favorite movie that takes place at work? Office Space is all I can think of, and it's funny. Oh, great. Especially if you, if you have a job like that, and I do. So. Oh, in Cubicle? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, uh, I can't think of any other one, so that's the only one that comes to mind, and I do like that movie a lot. Yeah, there's a lot so, of good uh, movies that take place in restaurants, you know, like Waiting, um, you know, movies like that. Those are kind of fun. Right. Do you yeah. do you know? Can you name some more work work uh, episodes? Uh, I'm trying to remember what we did. Um, oh, Nine to Five. Nine to Five is one of my favorites. That's yeah, that's a good movie. Yeah, I liked Office Space more though. Yeah, it's more modern. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Favorite child movie actors? Definitely not Corey Feldman. Okay. <laughs> How about Corey <laughs> Haim? I liked him more. Yeah. But I'm trying to think, you know, Macaulay Culkin was cute. And he was. All my own. Man, I, you know what I'm going to have to go with? Tanner from Bad News Bear. Oh, so good. Even though I think that's the only thing he's ever done. Doesn't matter. He, that's, uh, you know, it's like the kid in the Christmas story, uh, Peter Billingsley. They pretty much yeah. remember him for that. Yep. Yeah, so yeah, Tanner. Whoever played Tanner. <laughs> I love and Kelly Leak was a badass too. Oh, he was. He's yeah. great in um have, did you ever see the movie Losing It with Tom Cruise? Fucking own it. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. In Mexico. Yep. He's great yep. in that. Shelly Long. Um Tom Cruise. Yeah. Uh, yep. Yeah, I own that on DVD. That's a good love one. It. And and then he was in uh, Breaking Away. Uh is that the one where he plays a child molester? No. <laughs> this is that's um Oh, uh, little children, I think, okay. or 
something like that. Uh, but no, it's uh, Breaking Away came out in 79. It's about the kid uh, who's way into bicycle riding and he wants to be a cyclist. And uh, he's in college and it's with um, Dennis Quaid. They're all teenagers. And um, oh, I got it for a guy's name. He's in City Slickers. He's one of um, Billy Crystal's buddies. Yeah, no, I don't think I saw that one. And that's my era. Yeah, and it's I, com- and coming of Jack- movie. I love Jackie Earl Haley. I can't believe I, 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 I haven't seen that one. Yeah, definitely check out Breaking Away. All right, I'll look into that. Definitely. I have one more question. We got all the way through. Wow. Yeah. All right. Favorite movie that takes place at a party? Bachelor Party. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, Bachelor Party, man, was so good. That one scene with the hairy ass coming through the sunroof. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> That's such a good movie. Yeah, I definitely have to go with that one. Even though uh, my second favorite comedy of all time is Up in Smoke, but it's such a small party scene. Yeah. Like, uh, who is this, Pedro? Come on, did you get the pot? Shut <laughs> up, man. They're listening on the phone. <laughs> you know, that's a small party. But Bachelor Party had a long-ass party. Oh, yeah. And no, it's that was hilarious. It's hilarious. Yeah, I have to go with that one. Yep, yep. Hangover was good, though, I got to oh, say. Oh, man. Uh, or yeah. even Animal House. Yeah. Oh. Toga party. Oh, Animal House is my pick, dude. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can't well, beat Animal House. Oh, my God. Well, Ralph, this has been amazing. Uh, again, we're going to have you on as much as possible, as much as you can do it. And uh, thank you so much for always supporting this podcast and also being supportive of me being on your guys' podcast because it's always a, a ton of fun. You got it, dude. You fucking rule. And uh, if you got a que- uh, question show, for me next time, send me those questions. I'll be okay. more excited. <laughs> well, and we could do, we could just do a year later to see if your answers changed. Right. There you go. And send me the questions. There uh, you go. Know, uh, next year, send me those questions so I can be like a good month before, you know. <laughs> okay. and, I, I, and whenever I bump into something, I'm going to go, oh, fuck. I'm going to write it down in my computer. So Good. We'll I'll, have I'll like be ready next time. So tune in next time. It'll be even better than this killer episode we just did. That's right. Or what we could do is I won't ask you any questions. You're just going to pick up where we left off and we'll just talk about that. Right. Whatever you want, dude. It's your show and your show rules, dude. Oh, well, thank you. And you know what you're doing. Thank you. Definitely check out. I mean, we promote it every week, but the rock and metal combat podcast, every single episode is amazing. Uh, Whether it be stuff we love like armored saint or the last behemoth album where Ian just basically makes jokes the whole time. It is absolutely hilarious. So, a, a lot of check. people love that one, and, and people that don't like that genre love that episode. Oh, it, it's tremendous. It, it just it, it was so good to hear the back and forth. Some of the, I, I don't want to say best episodes, but some of the most entertaining episodes are the ones where you don't actually like the album, whether it be like Hot in the Shade with TikTok Man. And, yeah. And that. Well, we bash it really hard. People love that. And Poison. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, check it out. Rock and Metal Combat Podcast. Man. And then, of course, the Vieira Vault. Because, yes. Yeah. That's you never know what you're going to get from the Vieira vault. And I've been very busy lately with it. Um, I, that's a, that's a podcast that's, that I've given up on and now I'm back in full force. So expect, uh, I just did an episode yesterday. That's going to be another two parter. Oh, good. Uh, which is a uh, queen discography. Mm. I did with this really cool guy from, uh, Latin America. Mm-hmm. And, uh, that came out really good. So, but, uh, check out the Brian Davis Leonard Skinner one. It's awesome. And uh, check it out tomorrow as we tape this uh, 
Brian, I'm putting it up. It's already awesome. it's already on pi- private. I want to okay. put them up on Mondays now. That sounds good. And then, of course, if you want to be on the Vera Vault and you want to donate to the Amazing Rock and Pod Expo, you can donate forty bucks and you can be on too. And he'll do anything. But yeah, yeah. yeah. On Vera Vault, on, That's right. on rock, rock and Metal, it's 60. Yeah. But if, if you pay 40, you can pick an episode. Mm-hmm. But in Vera Vault, you can uh, pay 40 bucks and talk, we'll talk about anything. But it's got to be something I know or else you're doing all the talking. You know right. What I mean? <laughs> <laughs> but you want to have a discussion. That's why the Leonard Skinner one was so much fun. Yeah, if you're going to pay 40 bucks to talk about the Cure discography, you're the only one who's going to be talking. That's right. So, Bushy, don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we love well, Bushy. I think that might be a good episode. I might goof on him the whole time. That's true. It'd be like the behemoth of for Bushy, you know? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, Ralph, thank you again, and we'll be talking to you soon. You're very welcome, Brian. Thank you. I'm very honored to be on this awesome podcast. Are you ready for the hottest new podcast out there? Check out the Vieira Vault, featuring none other than Dr. Fuck Ralph Vieira. You will hear personal stories and personal songs from the vault. There ain't nothing else like it. The one, the only, the original Vieira Vault. On Podbean, Stitcher.com, and iTunes. Spreaker. God damn it. (laughs) Hey, this is Brian Davis, and you might know me from the Damn Good Movie Memories podcast. And now, get ready for the Bad Beat Show on ThatMetalStation.com from 11 p.m. to 1 a.m. Eastern every Wednesday night. I'm going to play some kick-ass hard rock inspired by the blues, because after all, the foundation of all things rock and metal is, of course, the blues. So join me every Wednesday night for the bad beat, because even when you lose, you still win. We are officially on Spotify now, so if you don't use iTunes, if you don't use the Podbean app, you can go to Spotify and get all of our past episodes. You can stream it on there, so if you're a Spotify user, you can go find Damn Good Movie (laughs) I can't even say my own podcast. Damn Good Movie Memories. Yes, I know what I'm talking about. I'm the host, right? Okay, so go to Spotify, look for Damn Good Movie Memories. You can stream all of that stuff, and yeah, so if you don't want to use iTunes, you don't want to use Podbean, you can use Spotify as well. All right, before we sign off, we do have t-shirts are available for sale. All you have to do is go to tpublic, that's T-E-E-P-U-B-L-I-C.com, and you can get your very own Damn Good Movie Memories t-shirt. You can get all sizes, any gender, you can get whatever you want just at the tip of your fingers. So just go to tpublic.com, look up Damn Good Movie Memories, and you can get your very own t-shirt. If you enjoy this podcast and are an iTunes user, please do the show a favor and head on over to the official iTunes page for Damn Good Movie Memories. Be sure to leave a rating and a review. This will allow the show to appear higher in the algorithm and spread the joy of this podcast to the masses. If you are not an iTunes user, you can still listen and subscribe on Podbean at damngoodmoviememories.podbean.com. Be sure to like us on Facebook under our Damn Good Movie Memories page. You can also listen to a limited number of episodes on YouTube. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode and be sure to tune in next week for an all new episode of Damn Good Movie Memories. I am Dr. Fuck. And I'm the actual alcoholic. And we are part of the Rock and Metal Combat Podcast. 
We are the Rock and Metal Combat Podcast. That's right. And the way you can check us out is we are on iTunes and also Podbeam. And we forgot a review recently. I got this review right here. It says right here, it says, Rock and Metal Combat Podcast is the greatest podcast in the world. And it's my number one podcast signed by Science. Now, and then Science also says... Science! Science also said... My second favorite podcast is It Doesn't Matter, The Rest Suck. Rock and Metal Combat Podcast on iTunes and Poppy. Check it out. Science! Hey, this is Stephen Michael from the Growing Up Rock Podcast. If you're like me and my co-host Sonny Hollywood Pooney, you grew up loving hard rock and metal music. Check out our podcast where we talk to bands and artists that help create the soundtrack to our lives, along with playing some killer new and old deep tracks of kick-ass guitar-driven rock and roll. Find us wherever you find your podcast to listen to, That's the Growing Up Rock Podcast, G-R-O-W-I-N-U-P-R-O-C-K. And feel free to hit us up at Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, at Growing Up Rock. So sit back and crank it up.